I would like to first apologize for that. I don't know. Frustrated explosion during that second to last article. It will be in the description below if you want to read it. I'm. I don't know. I'm probably going to revisit it tomorrow. I'll read the whole thing and just try to detach from it. You know, if you've. Those who've listened to this show regularly, you know that even on articles that I find riddled with fucking lies and deceit, I'll still muster through them and I'll pull up other articles that that expose the the lies or the fraudulent bullshit in what's being said. Uh, it's just that one. I want something different. I couldn't really couldn't really get through it too much, and, and that's a failure on my end. Right, that was just such a fresh load of shit that I just, it, it, it was a pain to get through. But, I still feel like we covered a lot of ground today, and I feel like we got a lot of uh, episodes done and caught up. I was kind of surprised, it was like two days where I wasn't able to upload a full, my full schedule. Uh, all the news that really broke over the last couple of days, uh, aside from Joe Biden and Vladimir Putin meeting, that has to be its own episode. That has to be its own episode. There's just so much shit there. Plus the whole border of the Ukraine thing. I'm not out of the loop on any of this. I'm just I'm playing catch up myself. Uh, I'm debating the idea of trying Let's Chat, my 5 o'clock show. Which is already kind of a rare thing. Into doing, like, uh, for a short period, maybe turn that into another Inside Four Walls upload for 8 o'clock. Or for 5 o'clock. <gasps> I'm not sure yet. Uh, but between, like, the internet connection on my end being shitty, the servers on Anchor's end being kind of whack lately... Uh, I'm just, I'm, I'm figuring shit out. Uh, there's been, there's just so much happening in the world so quickly. And, you know, this show, when it started in, when it started in late 2019, and maybe would do one or two uploads a week during 2020, up and, like, during lockdown, you know, of course, I, I, I kind of got in the original, like, Two to three or four uploads a day thing. But. It's a. I don't know. There's a lot to talk about. There's so much going on. I just got kind of lucky with all these news outlets. And and, and news stories alone lining up. With the Jesse Smollett case. I was able to. You know get that earlier article out. And then this article. You know with CNN and all these other anchors. Going to Biden's little secret meeting and and uh, agreeing to change how they're covering inflation and the failing economy and everything, all that shit just serendipitously lined up with the news that Jeff Zucker might be fucking off. It, you know, I just got lucky and all that lined up. Uh, all these articles I read today, even the one I didn't finish, will still be in the description of this podcast. I'll list nice and neat below. Uh, by the time I got to this one, I already recorded three other segments. So I was already kind of, like, burnt out. You know, these, these, every episode takes about two and a half hours to make. About an hour and a half, two and a half hours tops, depending on what it is. You know, I gotta read a multiple, I gotta read a bunch of different articles. I gotta pick out which article I think is the most credible. Uh. And, you know, I gotta do the recording, put them all together. Uh, sometimes there's, like, takes I do where I'm like, ah, oh, that whole thing was garbage, and I just cut it, and restart, but yeah, 
you know, I, I I wonder how Jeff Zucker leaving and CNN possibly going back to its original origins of just being, like, a, a news outlet with minor left-leaning biases. I feel like that could actually deal a detrimental blow to Joe Biden, potentially. Potentially. Uh, at bare minimum, I look forward to seeing what it does to people who routinely watch CNN. I imagine it will probably shake them up a little bit. I always thought it'd be funny if Trump just bought CNN because CNN is you could Trump could easily buy CNN if he wanted to. It's only be like a, a couple billion dollar investment. He could probably do that. Not even a couple billion, a couple million probably. Shit's really not worth much right now. You could probably turn it and turn it into like the, the the conservative news network to, and start competing with Fox. That'd be pretty funny. That would be fucking hilarious. But that's kind of it. Uh, this is the end of 1 o'clock upload. There will be a 5 o'clock upload. It's already recorded and ready to go up at 5. It's on the schedule. It's on the docket. Uh, I gotta be up for work here in like four and a half hours. So I will be... I mean, shit. Let's do, uh, let's do what I said the times are. Because I think I mentioned the time in all three of those episodes. Because I mentioned, like, I started recording the first one at, like, 9 p.m., and here we are. For me, this is like the fourth episode I've recorded, and it is 5.20 in the morning, and I gotta be up for work by 9, and be at work by 11. So, I'm gonna wrap it up here. Uh, I love you guys, I'll talk to you later. Thanks for listening to the show. Our first article comes... From the New York Post. White House working behind the scenes with media to get positive coverage. Published December 8th, 2021. And by Lee Brown. You know, if I go to the bathroom, I leave a Lee Brown. Absolutely right. Uh, for them to uh, ask the press to for a little self-reflection and a little accountability. And the Dana Milbank's column, I think, is incredibly important. And I, and I think it's very convincing that Biden actually is getting worse coverage now than Trump. Mm. So let's stop for a second. If you mean in the moment, if you mean the context of right now, yeah, probably. Uh, even CNN's come out and started to attack Biden a little bit. Plus, you had a lot of these articles that came out and said, uh, fucking straw man article here, of course. But, you know, we friends on the show. I'm not going to go fucking pulling them, pulling up like a fucking reunion episode, am I? Good. I'm not. But. Holy shit, my brain just did a Biden and shut off. <laughs> that always like to be him? Oh, that's fucking terrifying. Anyway, right now, yes, perhaps Biden is getting worse coverage than Donald Trump. Why? Because Biden's the fucking president. Things are getting worse under him. I, I see CNN running cover for him a lot more, but also not as much as they used to. I don't really see Trump talked about too much in the media. Uh, usually I hear Trumpism or something about like a new lawsuit, which they say is a, a new suit filed against Trump. When if you look at the fine print, it's really filed against like some company Trump owned 20 years ago that he sold like 10 years ago. It's usually shit like that, like, uh, uh, this could be what drags Trump down for tax evasion. And it's like, 
they arrested his fucking finance, like, like his fucking accountant, who hadn't worked for him in like 30 years or some shit. That was actually a thing that happened. Like all these articles are about how this is uh, the person in charge of Trump's taxes going to prison, but they left out that it was like his tax accountant from like the 80s. <laughs> they leave that out. But, you know, that's how they always do the coverage. It's If it's not an outright bullshit fluff piece full of fake made up nonsense, it's the headline is shocking, but the contents of the article really are quite mundane and quite boring. I mean, you've even seen me yawn mid-article, or heard me yawn mid-article a few times reading articles on this fucking show. Just because it's like, oh man, this is so... Oh man, this is so technical and boring. Despite a shocking headline. Let's see, what, is there anything else in this video here? Okay, I continue. CNN's reliable sources leading the way in the White House's reported behind-the-scenes push for favorable coverage. The report that the Biden administration is not happy with unflattering headlines about the supply change and infl- supply change and inflation. A source told CNN's Oliver Darcy that senior White House officials briefed major newsrooms over the past week. The secret meetings were led by National Economic Council Deputy Director David Common and Bobert Ramamurti and Port's Envoy John Ricari. These fucking names. The White House has been secretly begging news organizations to give them favorable coverage to President Biden rather than focusing on his failings, according to the report. It's a lot, trust me, there's a lot more fails to cover than there is successes. Like that successful Afghan withdrawal. So, successful? I mean, we got out. There's that meme that says failed successfully. Or successful failure. I feel like either of those terms could apply to Joe Biden. Because he's not failing necessarily in the sense that, that, that we all think he is. right? A lot of us think, oh, he's just a competent president. You know, people are just running shoe over him. You know, people are just doing whatever the fuck they want because he can't stop them. Because he's not there enough to stop them. You think that's failure. I think he's doing exactly what they wanted him to do. They wanted to recover and get back on track to what their plans were before Donald Trump came on and slowed all their shit down. And that's what they're doing. They're running rough shop over Biden right there. Rough shot. Sorry. <clears throat> they're running rough shot right over Biden's head. Because they, they wanted him in office. Mainly just so they could get shit back on the, the globalist track that they were on pre-election. While these fucking media outlets and, and people hate it. Well, okay, to be fair, the media outlets, as someone with like a, a smidgen of inside knowledge. Media outlets, a lot of them, not all of them, but a lot of them. Uh, BBC just is ran by a bunch of fucking Tories. Or a bunch of fucking Labor Party members. I don't know what you expected with that. But, places like CNN, you know, they originally just attacked Trump because he was a Republican. Right? They attacked all the Republicans pretty equally. 
And then they started realizing articles talking about Trump were getting the most clicks, the most views, the most watches, the most reads, the most attention, the most shares. So leading up to the 2016 election, they started following Trump and covering him way more. And they started, uh, before his election, they started taking him out of context. They started mocking him. They started picking on everything he said. Like, they, he'd give, like, a 20-minute speech, and they'd only focus on, like, five minutes. Or they'd take a speech, bring a sentence from, like, bring one sentence from the beginning and one sentence from the end and push them together to make it sound like he said something incoherent. When you go back and listen to the entire speech, it was all pretty, uh, pretty succinct. And when they saw that Trump hate was driving up ratings, bringing him all this money and all this revenue, they doubled down on it. Even Fox News was anti-Trump for years. For like the first year. It was really after like Russiagate that all of Fox News started kind of protecting Trump a little bit, started defending him a little bit more. Meanwhile, you have people like Greg Guffield and uh, Tucker Carlson. Those were the two people who were really like... Gutfield kept poking fun at Trump, which is fine. I mean, the dude makes it easy to make fun of him. But Tucker Carlson was the only one on Fox for years really protecting Trump or covering him positively. And like I said, post-Russiagate, then Fox came around on him a lot more. Uh, CNN, man, they really don't hate Trump. You think Jeff Zucker hates Trump? They were best friends for years. I guarantee you, he probably writes Trump a letter that says, Nothing personal. Once a week. <clears throat> And then he goes into his office, while he still has one, that's called foreshadowing, while he still has an office, foreshadowing, probably just has a gold altar of Trump that he says thank you to every once in a while, but then as soon as Trump left office, everything I seen then just went down fucking hill. Like, they don't even own the building they operate out of anymore, did you see that? Like, well, it was like six months ago, they sold, like six or seven months ago, they sold the building CNN operates out of? And they fire people, like, publicly, like, you know, like, you cover Don Lemon, might be getting his fucking head, the guillotine of CNN, or Andrew, or, sorry, Chris Cuomo, other journalists have been let go, brought back, uh, I will say, one of the reasons I've, I've kind of speculated on, I have never, re- I don't really know for certain on this, I've been affiliated with any of these news outlets in many years, many years, too, but, but, they, uh, the reason I think they fire people and bring them back as soon as they can is because these people are unhirable at any other news outlet uh, outside of MSNBC. Even people at CNN make fun of MSNBC. Now, realizing how similar they really are these days. It used to be quite sim- different. MSNBC was like the crazy, like, whoa, you guys are fucking insane. This is not true at all kind of coverage. You mean CNN would shit all over MSNBC. They still do behind the scenes, and sometimes on, on the screen, but not always. <clears throat> Very rare, actually. Uh, fuck it, I'm going in this rank because I'm not sure I was going with it. The administration is not happy with unflattering headlines and coverage of supply chain disasters and handling of the economy, and so, quote, has been working behind the scenes trying to reshape coverage in its favor, CNN's reliable sources said. <clears throat> oh, I remember what I was saying. Yeah, so these anchors, right? They get fired from CNN, usually for something like, you know, jerking off in front of a bunch of people, perhaps, or being rapey. Uh, <coughs> Cuomo, <coughs> Fredo. 
And CNN cuts them, fires them, and then these anchors are literally unhirable back. And then people who go into journalism don't really want to go to CNN. They want to. They don't really want to go to these big tech. They either go on YouTube, start their own thing, or you know, YouTube-like platforms, start their own thing, or they go to like a local news affiliate. Very few people actually immediately rush to national, unless they're like intern, that kind of shit. So you know, CNN fires these people. They don't get hired anywhere else. CNN can't get anybody to hire come to work for them that's new. So they tend to just hire back the old anchor they just got rid of. Usually after uh, the dust kind of settled, like Tubin came back and barely anybody cared, but everybody was making fun of him. You have that one anchor who was like, "What the fuck were you thinking?" On like a live, like interview with Tubin after he came back. But oh, well, that's just my theory. They can't hire anybody because nobody wants to work there, and they can't keep people fired who are willing to work there. Back to the article. Senior White House and, and administration officials quote have been briefing major newsrooms over the past week, a source told the outlet's media reporter, Oliver Darcy. The meetings have been led by a trio of administration officials. National Economic Council Deputy Director, so now I mean the main director, David Cummin. Who's there? David, come in. And... <clears throat> Barat... Rema Murti. I still As well as as Port's envoy John Bakari, Darcy wrote in his newsletter, quote, quote, I'm told the conversations have been productive, with anchors and reporters and producers getting to talk with the officials. Okay, so you have the Biden administration bringing in these people from all these different news outlets, largely CNN, CNN reported, at least. And you have them all sit down being like, hey, the coverage of, the, of Joe Biden is hurting his fucking fifis. He's shitting his diapers, not because he's dementia-ridden, but because you're breaking his little itty-bitty heart that he's had transplanted a couple times. And it bypasses. This man's really fucking like, like a corpse walking. They hit the nail on the head when we said, we need your corporeal form. Stay alive, Joe Biden. That's really all he is, is a corporeal fucking form at this point. Shit. The pale apparition himself. <clears throat> but anyway, you have all these news outlets, go to the White House, get in a meeting with Joe Biden, and they say it was very, very productive. It has been very productive. What does that mean? Does that mean you convince these journalists to not cover the shortages, the supplies, and put a nice little spin on it? Am I going to start watching TV now and seeing an even more flattering depiction of Joe Biden with no more criticism of him whatsoever? Because I'm still trying to figure out what the fuck he meant when he said Trump got more, Biden gets less favorable coverage than Trump did. I don't know that to be true. I've seen criticism of him for sure, for sure, but not every, every day. I, I see more articles talking about fucking, like, Trump lawsuits than I do anything with Biden. I have to dig this shit up. Usually people just write puff pieces on them. I don't like that. I don't like that at all. I've been productive. That's sketchy. Reliable Sources has itself been leading the way to what? Obesity and dementia with its host? Maybe to a gang nightclub at Dr. Fauci? 
40 years ago? With its latest tweet on Monday about how the White House is, quote, absolutely right to have grievances about brutal coverage of Biden's time in office. It's been brutal. All right. I find something better. I'm going to save this image here. I want to save that link. I want to save that image. Save this image here. Uh, I don't find a better thumbnail or make a better one. I'm going to use that one. <coughs> Darcy reports about the secrets. Secret talks also linked to the Washington Post. Dana Milbank, oh, this is someone we've read articles from before, noted, who recently wrote an op-ed titled "Quote: The Media Treats Biden as Badly or Worse Than Trump." Here's proof. Jesus Christ, you delusional fag. What the fuck? I know I've been cussing a lot lately. Alright, I'm tired. I'm grumpy. I'm using for jury dudes. But seriously. What the fuck? Biden's press for the past four months has been as bad as and for a time worse than the coverage Trump received for the same four months in 2020. Well, what happened in the first four months of Trump uh, of Trump in 2020? Or yeah, okay. <clears throat> you know, I'm just gonna jump ahead and give you a preview of the next article. Biden's COVID death milestone: more Americans have died from coronavirus in 2021 than in all of 2020. From the Washington Post, from the Washington Journal. <clears throat> I don't know why. Why Trump? Why, why Biden getting worse coverage than Trump did in his first four? It's not like there was like a, an Afghanistan uh, fuck up. It's not like there was a like there's a severe supply change failure where we're seeing empty shelves in stores. It's not like gas prices have just fucking skyrocketed. Yeah, it's not like the economy's in the tanker and we've printed out like almost fifty something percent of all the currency in the last like 18 months by the way most of that because I think when Trump left office it was something like 35% of all currency was printed under Trump's administration in like a, like a half a year but then under fucking Biden ooh that money machine go burr that money machine is screaming trying out of ink smoking starting to burn there's a lot more to criticize Biden for plus he's failing his moratorium extension got shot down by the Supreme Court his vaccine mandate got thrown up by OSHA under threat from the Supreme Court he's failed to overturn any of those abortion laws he's thrown his voters on the bus and he publicly has denounced BLM throwing away all that support he had Biden's really fucked over all the bridges he had even then, I will say that Trump was still getting worse coverage back then. That man couldn't tweet without 18 outlets talking about how evil he was. Biden fucking shows his ass to Russia, shows how much of a little bitch he is and how weak we are currently, and yeah, uh, Trump still was being accused of being a friend, being an associate of, of uh, Russia, 
being an asset, and then you had the fucking steel dossier and all that shit. That was just a big fuck. And then you had like the the fallout from the end of the first impeachment. Fuck off. He said. <clears throat> he said that the findings during a time when Biden's approval ratings have plummeted, quote, confirmed my fear. My colleagues in the media are serving as accessories to the murder of democracy. I'm not even sorry I called you a fag. I'm suddenly, I don't give a fuck. Because you are here to fillet the state, my guy. Ooh. How does Biden's dick feel in the back of your throat? Tell me, is that head as wrinkly as his other head? I mean, both don't have a brain in them, right? <clears throat> yeah, but Biden's approval rating's been plummeting pretty hard. Again, Afghanistan seemed to really be the turning point. Biden's approval rating was dropping by like five, ten points, like at the end of like a month and a half here and there. He dropped like five or ten points, but nothing really bad because he went off of like an 80% approval rating. And right before Afghan hit, he had like a 65. He was pretty good. He was well above water. And then after that happened, uh, yeah, his approval rating sank down to like the low 50s. And now it's in the low 30s. Some outlets have him in the fucking high 20s. Don't even worry about where Kamala is. She's almost in the negatives. Democracy murder accessories. The murder of democracy. Dumb cunt. Milbank admitted that, quote, Biden has had his troubles. No. Uh... An example of Biden's troubles is him shitting himself in front of the fucking Pope. Uh, that's a trouble. That's an uh-oh. That's a, that's a fucking lucky. Um, but when more Americans are dying of COVID and the vaccine, and people are getting kicked out of their homes, and the U.S. dollar is becoming worthless, and America is losing its position on the world stage as a dominant superpower, uh, those are bigger than troubles. Those are cataclysmic fuck-ups. Mentioning the Delta variant, Afghanistan, and inflation. Duh, duh, and duh. But not numerous other scandals that have seen the president's ratings plummet. I'm sorry, New York Post, are you about to get based? Are you about to get hardline based? Let's go. The columnist appeared on CNN's on CNN Monday to further push his theories. Oh boy. Admitting that the negative press was bipartisan, having ramped up from the specu- uh, from the speculator failings, spectacular failings of the doomed withdrawal from Afghanistan. It was only doomed because Biden doomed it. You know, he had all kinds of contracts and peace deals signed up and even the Taliban were signing on these peace deals. Right, they're like, we'll have our chunk of the Middle East. No one fuck with us. We'll be out by, it was like May 1st. We were supposed to be out like by May 1st. And there was like a, a week cover where before that date. Where we're going to get all of our equipment out first. Get all the civilians that would be under, under threat out first. And then get the troops out first. And then get the troops out after that. 
uh, Biden said, we're going to push it all the way until fucking uh, September 11th so I can do that 20th anniversary withdrawal. And that fucked up because the Taliban was like, you're what? Hell no. And they started storming, you know, started storming towards Afghanistan. Uh, the president of Afghanistan called Biden and said, hey, uh, the terrorists are on their way. Can you help us? Biden said, yeah, yeah. Only, only if you tell your people there's nothing to worry about. And the president, it was like Gandhi or whatever. It's like, uh, President Gandhi? I think that's his name, actually. I'm not confusing him with the Indian guy. I'm thinking the president of Afghanistan's name was actually Gandhi. He was like, yeah, they won't believe that. And Biden's like, well, either tell them that everything's fine, there's nothing to worry about, or you don't get any help. And they ended the phone call. So what happened? Trump, Biden pulled all these troops out of the Bagram Air Force uh, Air Base, taking with them all the guns, all the ammunition. And mind you, well, we train the Afghan soldiers. We trained them to fight like us with the expectation that they would have not only American allies as backup, but access to American weapons and vehicles. Uh, no. There was no backup. And the Taliban arrived at, the, at Bagram before anyone else did, and they raided that bitch. They got fighter jets, they got armed fucking helicopters, all sorts of, like, advanced weaponry that no one knew existed yet. Yeah. Afghanistan was a fuck-up. A real, real fuck And then Joe Biden paid the Taliban to be our security outside Afghanistan while we escorted uh, refugees off. And a lot of these refugees, as I covered in later episodes, were going around raping American women and murdering their wives when they got here. And a lot of them turned out to be terrorists when they got here. No, there's a whole... That shit show is still unraveling, by the way. Have you looked at Afghanistan lately? There are literally women being raped to death in the streets, getting their brains blown out, while the terrorist continues to fuck their corpse. So that unfortunate earlier. That was fun. Yeah, nah, 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 this guy's got this, uh, I'm assuming she's, like, European. It's some super white woman, right? Got her bent over like a barrel or some shit. And he's just raping her. And he pulls out a pistol, shoots her in the fucking head, and continues to fuck her. Well, they all gather around and start laughing and clapping. Dog. Biden 2024, make the Taliban greater. Quote, the left-wing media is tough on him. He has no real support, Milbank said of Biden, showing his own feelings as he hailed the commander-in-chief as a leader, quote, trying to restore the organs of democracy. What an unhinged, cock-sucking faggot. Be mad. See them cope that I said that. This dude is just bobbing on the dick of the state. Hard, man. Hard. He's bouncing harder on that boy's dick than internet commentary etiquette bounces on his boy's dick. His views, knocking the media, were unsurprisingly shared by the White House with Chief of Staff Ron Klain sharing the Washington Paper's op-ed writing, quote, Submit it for your consideration. Consider it. Uh, fuck off. Reports of the secret PR mission quickly had the administration roasted online. Fucking good.
Quote, Biden's policies are so popular that he's begging MSNBC to do a better job about lying about it. One person wrote on Twitter. Another wrote, quote, all caps. Biden's handlers meeting with the MSN for a better spin on his policy and more positive image of him. All they do is lie. It was all, it was in all caps. You know, others suggested that the spin was, quote, the opposite, end quote, by being favorable of the president, noting the lack of media coverage of the Post's numerous scoops on his first son, Hunter. You mean like how Hunter was fucking his brother's wife and then after his brother died, neither of them were at the funeral on time because they were busy fucking? You know, Hunter Biden is fucking his dead brother's fresh widow before he goes to bury his brother. Fat family. The Biden family is really the definition of white trash inbred hicks who got some money. That's it. And they got into power. Joe Biden's been in government since he was like 27. <sighs> Disgusting. Quote, Had they not protected Biden and his son, Con... Uh, and his son, Con Artiste, son for months, we wouldn't be here now, one person complained. While another urged the media to, quote, strap their... I love this. This is all in red. Meaning, there's an article written just about this fucking quote. Oh my god, yeah, there is. By Betalista at Betalista on Twitter. Quote, Strap their balls back on and show this pathetic president for exactly what he is. That is the end of that article. Ooh, what's this? Wait. Oh. Yep, that is the end of this article from the New York Post by Lee Brown. White House working behind the scenes with media to get positive coverage. This article, of course, will be in the description of this podcast. Our first article comes from the New York Post. White House working behind the scenes with media to get positive coverage. Published December 8th, 2021, and by Lee Brown. You know, sometimes I go to the bathroom, I leave a Lee Brown. Absolutely right. Uh, for them to uh, ask the press to for a little self-reflection and a little accountability. And the Dana Milbanks column, I think, is incredibly important. And I, and I think it's very convincing that Biden actually is getting worse coverage now than Trump. Mm. So let's stop for a second. If you mean in the moment, if you mean the context of right now, yeah, probably. Uh, even CNN's come out and started to attack Biden a little bit. Plus, you had a lot of these articles that came out and said, 
uh, fucking straw man article here, of course, but, you know, we've read it on the show, I'm not gonna go fucking pulling, pulling up, like, a fucking reunion episode, am I? Because, not. But. Holy shit, my brain just did a bite and shut off. <sighs> that what it's like to be him? Oh, that's fucking terrifying. Anyway. Right now, yes, perhaps Biden is gaining worse coverage than Donald Trump. Why? Because Biden's the fucking president. Things are getting worse under him. I, I see CNN running cover for him a lot more, but also not as much as they used to. I don't really see Trump talked about too much in the media. Uh, usually I hear Trumpism, or it's something about like a new lawsuit, which they say is a, a new suit filed against Trump. When if you look at the fine print, it's really filed against like some company Trump owned 20 years ago that he sold like 10 years ago. It's usually shit like that, like, uh, uh, this could be what drags Trump down for tax evasion. And it's like they arrested his fucking finance, like, like his fucking accountant who hadn't worked for him in like 30 years or some shit. That's actually a thing that happened. Like, all these articles are about how this is, uh, the person in charge of Trump's taxes is going to prison, but they left out that it was, like, his tax accountant from, like, the 80s. <sighs> they leave that out. But, you know, that's how they always do the coverage. It's, if it's not an outright bullshit fluff piece full of fake made-up nonsense, it's, the headline is shocking, but the contents of the article really are quite mundane and quite boring. I mean, you've even seen me yawn mid-article, or heard me yawn mid-article a few times reading articles on this fucking show. Just because it's like, oh man, this is so... Oh man, this is so technical and boring. Despite a shocking headline. Let's see, what, is there anything else in this video here? Can I continue? CNN's reliable sources leading the way in the White House's reported behind-the-scenes push for favorable coverage. The report that the Biden administration is not happy with unflattering headlines about the supply change and supply change inflation. A source told CNN's Oliver Darcy that senior White House officials briefed major newsrooms over the past week. The secret meetings were led by National Economic Council Deputy Director David Cummin and Bobert Ramamurti and Port's Envoy John Ricari. These fucking names. The White House has been secretly begging news organizations to give them favorable coverage to President Biden rather than focusing on his failings, according to the report. It's a lot, trust me, there's a lot more fails to cover than there is successes. Like that successful Afghan withdrawal. So, successful? I mean, we got out. Does that mean this has failed successfully? Or successful failure, I feel like either of those terms could apply to Joe Biden. Because he's not failing necessarily in the sense that, that, that we all think he is, right? A lot of us think, wow, he's just a competent president. 
You know, people are just running chew over him. You know, people are just doing whatever the fuck they want because he can't stop them. Because he's not there enough to stop them. You think that's failure. I think he's doing exactly what they wanted him to do. They wanted to recover and get back on track to what their plans were before Donald Trump came on and slowed all their shit down. And that's what they're doing. They're running roughshod over Biden right there. Roughshod, sorry. <clears throat> they're running roughshod right over Biden's head. Because they, they wanted him in office, mainly just so they could get shit back on the, the globalist track that they were on pre-election. While these fucking media outlets and, and people hate it. Well, okay, to be fair, the media outlets, as someone with like a, a smidgen of inside knowledge, media outlets, a lot of them, not all of them, but a lot of them, uh, BBC just is ran by a bunch of fucking Tories. Or a bunch of fucking Labour Party members. I don't know what you expected with that. But places like CNN... You know, they originally just attacked Trump because he was a Republican. Right? They attacked all the Republicans pretty equally. And then they started realizing articles talking about Trump were getting the most clicks, the most views, the most watches, the most reads, the most attention, the most shares. So, leading up to the 2016 election, they started following Trump and covering him way more. And they started, uh, before his election, they started taking him out of context. They started mocking him, they started picking on everything he said. Like, they give, like, a 20-minute speech, and they'd only focus on, like, five minutes, or they take a speech, bring a sentence from, like, bring one sentence from the beginning and one sentence from the end and push them together to make it sound like he says something incoherent. When you go back and listen to the entire speech, it was all pretty, uh, pretty succinct. And when they saw that Trump hate was driving up ratings, bringing him all this money and all this revenue, they doubled down on it. Even Fox News was anti-Trump for years for like the first year. it was really after like Russiagate that all of Fox News started kind of protecting Trump a little bit started defending him a little bit more meanwhile you have people like Greg Guffield and uh Tucker Carlson those were the two people who were really like Guffield kept poking fun at Trump which is fine I mean the dude makes it easy to make fun of him but Tucker Carlson was like, the only one on Fox for years really protecting Trump or covering him positively and like I said post Russiagate then Fox came around on him a lot more uh, CNN, man, they really don't hate Trump. You think Jeff Zucker hates Trump? They were best friends for years. I guarantee you, he probably writes Trump a letter that says, nothing personal, once a week. <clears throat> and then he goes into his office, while he still has one. That's called foreshadowing. While he still has an office, foreshadowing, probably just has a gold altar of Trump that he says thank you to every once in a while. But then as soon as Trump left office, everything I've seen then just went down fucking hill. Like, they don't even own the building they operate out of anymore. Did you see that? Like, well, it was like six months ago, they sold, like six or seven months ago, they sold the building CNN operates out of. And they fire people, like, publicly, like, you know, like, cover Don Lemon, might be getting his fucking head, the guillotine of CNN. Or Andrew, or sorry, Chris Cuomo, other journalists have been let go, brought back. Uh, I will say one of the reasons I've, I've kind of speculated on, I have never, I don't really know for certain on this. I've been affiliated with any of these news outlets in many years. Many years, too. But, but. They, uh. The reason I think they fire people and bring them back as soon as they can is because these people are unhirable at any other news outlet. 
uh, outside of MSNBC. Even people at CNN make fun of MSNBC. Now, realizing how similar they really are these days. It used to be quite sim- different. MSNBC was like the crazy, like, whoa, you guys are fucking insane. This is not true at all kind of coverage. You mean CNN would shit all over MSNBC. They still do behind the scenes and sometimes on, on the screen, but not always. <clears throat> Very rare, actually. Uh, fuck it. I'm going in this rank because I'm not sure I was going with it. The administration is not happy with unflattering headlines and coverage of supply chain disasters and handling of the economy, and so, quote, has been working behind the scenes trying to reshape coverage in its favor, CNN's reliable sources said. <clears throat> oh, I remember what I was saying. Yeah, so these anchors, right, they get fired from CNN, usually for something like, you know, jerking off in front of a bunch of people, perhaps, or being rapey. Uh, <coughs> Cuomo, <coughs> Fredo, and CNN cuts them, fires them, and then these anchors are literally unhirable back. And then people who go into journalism don't really want to go to CNN. They want to. They don't really want to go to these big tech. They either go on YouTube, start their own thing, or you know, YouTube-like platforms, start their own thing, or they go to like a local news affiliate. Very few people actually immediately rush to national. Unless they're, like, intern. That kind of shit. So, you know, CNN fires these people. They don't get hired anywhere else. CNN can't get anybody to hire, come to work for them that's new. So they tend to just hire back the old anchor they just got rid of. Usually after uh, the dust kind of settled. Like, Tubin came back and barely anybody cared. But everybody was making fun of him. You have that one anchor who was like, what the fuck were you thinking? On, like, a live, like, interview with two after he came back, but... Oh, that's just my theory. They can't hire anybody because nobody wants to work there. And they can't keep people fired who are willing to work there. Back to the article. Senior White House and administration officials, quote, have been briefing major newsrooms over the past week, a source told the outlet's media reporter, Oliver Darcy. The meetings have been led by a trio of administration officials. National Economic Council Deputy Director, so now I mean the main director, David Cummins, Who's there? David, come in. And <clears throat> Barat Ramamurti. I still don't know that name. As well as as Port's envoy, John Bakari. Darcy wrote in his newsletter. Quote Quote, I'm told the conversations have been productive, with anchors and reporters and producers getting to talk with the officials. Okay, so you have the Biden administration bringing in these people from all these different news outlets, largely CNN, CNN reported, at least. And you have them all sit down being like, hey, the coverage of Joe Biden is hurting his fucking fifis. He's shitting his diapers, not because he's dementia ridden, but because you're breaking his little itty bitty heart that he's had transplanted a couple times. And it'll bypass us. This man's really fucking like like a corpse walking. They hit the nail on the head when we said, We need your corporeal form. Stay alive, Joe Biden. That's really all he is, is a corporeal fucking form at this point. Shit. The pale apparition himself. <clears throat> but anyway, you have all these news outlets, go to the White House. 
get in a meeting with Joe Biden, and they say it was very, very productive. It has been very productive. What does that mean? Does that mean you convince these journalists to not cover the shortages, the supplies, and put a nice little spin on it? Am I going to start watching TV now and seeing an even more flattering depiction of Joe Biden with no more criticism of him whatsoever? I'm still trying to figure out what the fuck he meant when he said Trump got more, Biden gets less favorable coverage than Trump did. I don't know that to be true. I've seen criticism of him for sure, for sure, but it's not every, every day. I, I see more articles talking about fucking, like, Trump lawsuits than I do anything with Biden. I have to dig this shit up. Usually people just write puff pieces on them. I don't like that. I don't like that at all. I've been productive. That's sketchy. Reliable Sources has itself been leading the way to what? Obesity and dementia with its host? Maybe to a gang nightclub at Dr. Fauci 40 years ago? With its latest tweet on Monday about how the White House is, quote, absolutely right to have grievances about brutal coverage of Biden's time in office. It's been brutal. Alright. I find something better. I'm gonna save this image here. I don't wanna save that link. I'm gonna save that image. I save this image here. Uh, I don't find a better thumbnail or make a better one. I'm gonna use that one. <coughs> Darcy reports about the secrets, secret talks also linked to the Washington Post. Dana Milbank. Oh, this is someone we've read articles from before noted, who recently wrote an op-ed titled, quote, the media treats Biden as badly or worse than Trump. Here's proof. Jesus Christ, you delusional fag. What the fuck? I know I've been cussing a lot lately. Alright, I'm tired. I'm grumpy. I'm using for jury dues. But seriously, what the fuck? Biden's press for the past four months has been as bad as and for a time worse than the coverage Trump received for the same four months in 2020. Well, what happened in the first four months of Trump uh, of Trump in 2020? Or yeah, okay. <clears throat> you know, I'm just going to jump ahead and give you a preview of the next article. Biden's COVID deaths milestone. More Americans have died from coronavirus in 2021 than in all of 2020. From the Washington Post, from the Washington Journal. <clears throat> See, I don't know why. Why Trump, why, why Biden's getting worse coverage than Trump did in his first form? It's not like there was like a, an Afghanistan uh, fuck up. Not like there was a like there's a severe supply change failure where we're seeing empty shelves in stores. It's not like gas prices have just fucking skyrocketed. Yeah, it's not like the economy's in the tanker and we've printed out like almost fifty something percent of all the currency in the last like eighteen months. By the way, most of that. Because I think when Trump left office, it was something like 35% of all currency was printed under Trump's administration in, like, a, like a half a year. But then under fucking Biden, 
Ooh, that money machine go burr. That money machine is screaming. Turn out ink and smoking. Starting to burn. There's a lot more to criticize Biden for. Plus, he's failing. His moratorium extension got shot down by the Supreme Court. His vaccine mandate got thrown up by OSHA under threat from the Supreme Court. He's failed to overturn any of those abortion laws. He's thrown his voters on the bus, and he publicly has denounced BLM, throwing away all that support he had. Biden's really fucked over all the bridges he had. Even then, I will say that Trump was still getting worse coverage back then. That man couldn't tweet without 18 outlets talking about how evil he was. Biden fucking shows his ass to Russia, shows how much of a little bitch he is and how weak we are currently, and yeah, uh, Trump still was being accused of being a friend, being an associate of, of uh, Russia, being an asset, and then you had the fucking steel dossier and all that shit. It was just a big fuck. And then you had like the, the fallout from the end of the first impeachment. Fuck off. He said, <clears throat> he said that the findings during a time when Biden's approval ratings have plummeted, quote, confirmed my fear. My colleagues in the media are serving as accessories to the murder of democracy. I'm not even sorry I called you a fag. I'm suddenly, I don't give a fuck. Because you are here to fillet the state, my guy. Ooh. How does Biden's dick feel in the back of your throat? Tell me, is that head as wrinkly as his other head? I mean, both don't have a brain in them, right? <clears throat> yeah, but Biden's approval rating's been plummeting pretty hard again. Afghanistan seemed to really be the turning point. Biden's approval rating was dropping by like five, ten points. Like at the end of like a month and a half here and there, he dropped like five or ten points, but nothing really bad because he went off of it like an 80% approval rating. And right before Afghan hit, he had like a 65. He was pretty good. He was well above water. And then after that happened. Uh, yeah, his approval rating sank down to, like, the low 50s. And now, it's in the low 30s. Some outlets have him in the fucking high 20s. Don't even worry about where Kamala is. She's almost in the negatives. Democracy murder. Accessories to the murder of democracy. Dumb cunt. Milbank admitted that, quote, Biden has had his troubles. No. Uh, an example of Biden's troubles is him shitting himself in front of the fucking Pope. Uh, that's a trouble. That's an uh-oh. That's a, that's a fucky-wucky. Um, but when more Americans are dying of COVID and the vaccine, and people are getting kicked out of their homes and the U.S. dollar is becoming worthless and America is losing its position on the world stage as a dominant superpower, uh, those are bigger than troubles. Those are cataclysmic fuck-ups. Mentioning the Delta variant, Afghanistan, and inflation, duh, duh, and duh, 
but not numerous other scandals that have seen the president's ratings plummet. I'm sorry, New York Post, are you about to get based? Are you about to get hardline based? Let's go. The columnist appeared on CNN's on CNN Monday to further push his theories. Oh boy, admitting that the negative press was bipartisan, having ramped up from the specu- uh, from the speculator failings, spectacular failings of the doomed withdrawal from Afghanistan. It was only doomed because Biden doomed it. You know, we had all kinds of contracts and peace deals signed up, and even the Taliban were signed on these peace deals. Right, they're like, we'll have our chunk of the Middle East. No one fuck with us. We'll be out by, it wasn't like May 1st. We were supposed to be out like by May 1st. And there was like a, a week cover where before that date where we're going to get all of our equipment out first. Get all the civilians that would be under, under threat out first. And then get the troops out first. And then get the troops out after that. <laughs> uh, Biden said, we're going to push it all the way. Until fucking uh, September 11th, so I can do that 20th anniversary withdrawal, and that fucked up because the Taliban was like, "You're what? Hell no!" And they started storming, you know, started storming towards Afghanistan. Uh, the president of Afghanistan called Biden and said, "Hey, uh, the terrorists are on their way. Can you help us?" Biden said, "Yeah, yeah. Only, only if you tell your people there's nothing to worry about." And the president it was like Gandhi or whatever. It's like uh, President. Gandhi? I think that's his name, actually. I'm not confusing him with the Indian guy. I'm thinking the president of Afghanistan's name was actually Gandhi. He was like, yeah, they won't believe that. And Biden's like, well, either tell them that everything's fine, there's nothing to worry about, or you don't get any help. And they ended the phone call. So what happened? Trump, Biden pulled all these troops out of the Bagram Air Force uh, Air Base, taking with them all the guns, all the ammunition. And mind you, well, we train the Afghan soldiers. We trained them to fight like us. With the expectation that they would have not only American allies as backup, but access to American weapons and vehicles. Uh, no. There was no backup. And the Taliban arrived at, the, at Bagram before anyone else did. And they raided that bitch. They got fighter jets. They got armed fucking helicopters. All sorts of like advanced weaponry that no one knew existed yet. Yeah. Afghanistan was a fuck up. A real, real fuck And then Joe Biden paid the Taliban to be our security outside Afghanistan while we escorted uh, refugees off. And a lot of these refugees, as I covered in later episodes, we're going around raping American women and murdering their wives when they got here. And a lot of them turned out to be terrorists when they got here. Yeah. No, there's a whole that shit show is still unraveling, by the way. Have you looked at Afghanistan lately? There are literally women being raped to death in the streets, getting their brains blown out while the terrorist continues to fuck their corpse. So that unfortunate earlier, that was fun. Yeah, nah, 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 this guy's got this, uh, I'm assuming she's, like, European. It's some super white woman, right? Got her bent over, like, a barrel or some shit. And he's just raping her. And he pulls out a pistol, shoots her in the fucking head, and continues to fuck her. While they all gather around and start laughing and clapping. Dog. Biden 2024, make the Taliban greater. Quote, 
The left-wing media is tough on him. He has no real support, Milbank said of Biden, showing his own feelings as he hailed the commander-in-chief as a leader, quote, trying to restore the organs of democracy. What an unhinged, cock-sucking faggot. Be mad. See them cope that I said that. This dude is just bobbing on the dick of the state. Hard, man. Hard. He's bouncing hard on that boy's dick, then... Internet commentary etiquette bounces on this boy's dick. His views, knocking the media, were unsurprisingly shared by the White House with Chief of Staff Ron Klain sharing the Washington Paper's op-ed writing, quote, Submit it for your consideration. Consider it. Uh, fuck off. Reports of the secret PR mission quickly had the administration roasted online. Fucking good. Quote, Biden's policies are so popular that he's begging MSNBC to do a better job about lying about it. One person wrote on Twitter. Another wrote, quote, all caps. Biden's handlers meeting with the MSN for a better spin on his policy and more positive image of him. All they do is lie. It was all, it was in all caps. Others suggested that the spin was, quote, the opposite, end quote, by being favorable of the president, noting the lack of media coverage of the post's numerous scoops on his first son, Hunter. You mean like how Hunter was fucking his brother's wife and then after his brother died, neither of them were at the funeral on time because they were busy fucking you know, Hunter Biden is fucking his dead brother's fresh widow before he goes to bury his brother. Fat family. The Biden family is really the definition of white trash inbred hicks who got some money. That's it. And they got into power. I mean, Joe Biden's been in government since he was like 27. Quote, had they not protected Biden and his son, Khan, uh, and his son, Khan Artist, son for months, we wouldn't be here now, one person complained. While another urged the media to, quote, strap their... I love this. This is all in red. Meaning, there's an article written just about this fucking quote. Oh my god, yeah, there is. By Betalista at Betalista on Twitter. Quote, Strap their balls back on and show this pathetic president for exactly what he is. That is the end of that article. Ooh, what's this? Wait. Oh. Yep, that is the end of this article from the New York Post by Lee Brown. 
White House working behind the scenes with media to get positive coverage. This article, of course, will be in the description of this podcast. This is quite the long article, so I'll do my best to get through it as fast as possible. From DailyMail.com Stop being mean to me! White House holds secret meetings with news organizations to demand better publicity for Biden as a Washington Post colonist claims the president is being treated worse than Trump. <sighs> the Washington Post on December 3rd published an op-ed by columnist Dana Milbank entitled, The Media Treats Biden as Badly as or Worse Than Trump. The columnist sparked questions about the media's coverage of Biden, and on Monday, Milbank appeared on CNN to argue that Biden was being treated unfairly. On Tuesday evening, it emerged that the White House had dispatched a team of three people to speak to newsrooms and encourage more favorable coverage. The three, NEC, Deputy Director Kevin Clayman, Brad Murty, along with Port Envoy John Bakari, have embarked on a PR campaign, CNN reported. Some on social media agreed that coverage of Biden was unfair and the news organizations were just hunting for sensationalism. But others laughed it off. Like me, by the way. You'll notice how I said in the last article when we were reading it that this article was actually broke, like the story was originally broken by CNN. But I haven't read a CNN article and I'm not currently reading a CNN article. You want to know why? Because the article's fucking missing. It's gone. I can't find it. I dug. I even looked at YouTubers who talked about it who usually leave links in their comments. It takes me to a 404 page. It seems like that article was removed. But anyway, by Harriet Alexander for Daily Mail. Let's get into it. Three senior White House officials have embarked on a campaign to persuade newsroom executives to be more favorable in their coverage of President Joe Biden, according to a report on Tuesday night. The trio, National Economic Council Deputy Director John John Kamen uh, and Barat Rimurti, along with Port Envoy John Bakari, have been briefing major newsrooms over the past week, according to CNN's media correspondent Oliver Darcy. Darcy, in his newsletter, said that their outreach was sparked by concerns that Biden was not being treated fairly. Fuck off. Darcy wrote, quote, The officials have been discussing with the newsroom trends, have been discussing with newsrooms trends portraying the job creation, economic growth, and supply chains, and more. Meaning, quit covering how badly we're fucking failing, please, for the love of God. Stop it, you're fucking us up. Quote, I'm told the coronavirus, or wait, quote, the, the basic argument that has been made that the country's economic economy is in much worse, is in much better shape than it was last year. What the fuck? Quote, the basic argument has been made that the economy is much, is in much better shape 
than it was last year. Dude, it's not again. Milk was like a dollar fifty a gallon, right? It's like three something a gallon now. Gas, people are complaining about gas being two dollars a gallon, all right? Now it's like four. In California, it's almost ten bucks a gallon. The economy is worse. And you're upset that the news outlets are covering how much worse the economy actually is? Fucking retarded. How, in what way, is the economy in much better shape? Now, I did read this article a long time ago showing that, like, some 45% of Democrats think the, the economy is in better or fairer shape now than it was last year. I guess we found one of that 30% somehow. Quote, I'm told the conversations have been productive with anchors and reporters and producers getting to talk with officials. Again, I don't... I don't like that. Productive. So these people agreed. Their lobbying came on December 3rd as Washington Post columnist called Dana Bash. That's an old wrote an op-ed entitled, quote, the media treats Biden as badly as or worse than Trump. Here's proof. Milbanks, uh, Milbanks said they they did not put any space there. This article, all these articles are so full of fucking typos. Milbanks said, that he had grown suspicious about the turret of negative headlines about Biden and commissioned a study. Oh, fuck off. He asked Forge AI, a data analytic, analytic company, uh, a data, okay, he asked Forge AI, a data analytic unit, of the information company Fiscal Note to look at 65 news websites ranging from the newspaper to wire service and political publications and do a sediment analysis of the of the 200,000 articles by searching for adjectives. Oh, that's not going to get you the answers you actually want. You literally just probably put in uh, Biden failure economy, failure, supply chain, failure. You probably just threw in a bunch of jubbledosh followed by the word failure or fuck up and you got this shit. Mill Banks said 4JI data showed the media was treating Biden worse than it had Donald Trump. So why don't you just use like ground up news? You know, it's an attachment you get for any web browser, and it tells you who's covering what story and how many people have covered a certain story and how they're covering from the right, left, or the center. My colleagues in the media are serving as accessories to the murder of democracy. You're right, I get mad at people like that. On Monday, Milbank appeared on CNN to defend his theory. Oh, yeah, he's some old, doddering fucktard. Not at all the young man they showed in the last article. Are you shitting me? 
Quote, August was the turning point, he told host Brianna Keller. Biden's coverage was the most favorable. Uh, favorable was more favorable than Trump's before then. There was that honeymoon. You mean the honeymoon phase? Yeah, there's a reason why in August it changed. What happened in August? Oh yeah, Afghan happened in fucking August. Even as things have generally improved since then, the coverage has not improved. Milbank added, quote, It's not bias, it's actual words they're using. It's the actual words they're using. Quote, so we are as negative as a collective media on Joe Biden, if not more so than we were to Donald Trump at the time when he was trying to overthrow democracy? That is a tremendous indictment of the whole industry. I'll agree the industry needs to just kind of collapse, but the fuck are you fucking babbling about, you fucking cunt-swallowing cunt? Remember that grandma would say, you cunt-sucking whore? I overthrow democracy? You mean Trump tried to overthrow democracy and the party that actively, as far as I'm concerned, rigged an entire election? Weren't? What? Like I said before, I don't know if all states, all the swing states that Trump lost were were lost exclusively because of uh, election fraud, but I guarantee you, the majority of them would fucking flip. I'm not going to say Trump would be back in office anytime soon, but, you know. Milbank said journalists working in the U.S. needed to do soul-searching to see what we were delivering to people. Fluff pieces. He said, quote, There's a real problem when we are being just as adversarial because a guy doesn't pass a bill as we are when a guy is trying to overthrow. God damn. I deeply fucking hate this shit. You shitting me? <sighs> Dumb faggot. Mill Banks' article was greeted with approval from the highest levels in the White House. Of course it was. Duh. Ron Klain, Biden's chief of staff, tweeted in the comments and for your approval on. When Barack and Michelle hosted us at this reception, was one of our favorite events. And now with Kamala and Doug, and uh, to host the Kennedy Center honorees once again in the White House, we welcome everybody back. And if excuse the point of personal privilege, we used to say in the Senate, my good friend David Rubenstein in the front row, that's really important, but he's, the most important thing is he's sitting next to my sister, Valerie. Uh, I'm about to see something very important that we say in Congress. Pause. In the front row is a good friend of mine. What? Uh, <laughs> I would relied on your family to, for help and moral support so I could set him free. That's an artist's gift. That's the gift you all give us. Your gift with the nation and, for, and with the world. And that includes honorees who are no longer with us. Like the work of all of you. A decade career. What, what's this for? 
Why is this here? Why the fuck is this here for? What the fuck does have to? What the fuck does this video have to fucking do with a goddamn thing? Fuck off! God, I hate this shit. Why am I covering this? The outreach by the three has perhaps paid dividends. At the end of November, the Columbus Dispatch published an op-ed under the headline, Opinion, it's time to give Joe Biden his due. William Dura, a guest columnist at the paper and former treasurer for the DNC, uh, the Democratic National Convention. Gee, I fucking wonder why. Detailed how under Biden the economy was booming, the pandemic was being successfully combated. No, it hasn't. I'm not reading this whole. I'm done. I'm not reading this fucking article. It will be in the description below. Moving on. I'm done with this one. So carry on the theme of how unfairly Joe Biden's been covered. Let's talk about the one network which has just sucked his dick this entire fucking time. CNN. This story comes from Fox News, published 20 hours ago. CNN boss Jeff Zucker's future at scandal-plagued network unclear as Warner Media Discover merger looms. Zucker has bromance with incoming with incoming boss, but that business imperviate imperviates tied to merge could come between longtime buddies. What's this? Is this an ad? Yep, it's a it's a fucking ad. Is there any way I can like skip this? Nope. Nope, just gotta sit here for a little while longer. Oh, come on. At the time... Oh, I sat through an ad for a fucking video that's nothing but music? Fuck you. Warner Media, the parent company of CNN and Discovery, are set to merge in 2022. And the biggest question surrounding the multi-billion dollar pact is what the future holds for embattled CNN boss Jeff Zucker. Quote, Jeff isn't, isn't the supreme ruler anymore, as was made clear when they made him fire Cuomo. He's become a liability, and his embarrassing defense of liberal activists like Cuomo, Don Lennon, and Jim Acosta a longtime media industrial industry executive told Fox News. The past 12 months have been quite the journey for Zucker, as insiders feel feel the CNN honcho was unhappy reporting to Warner Media CEO Jack Killer, who is six years younger than him and more of an expert on streaming than journalism. It's okay, Jeff Zucker's more akin to making uh, fucking reality TVs than he is to actually do news. 
In February, Zucker reportedly told CNN staffers that he would continue to oversee the liberal network for the remainder of the year, but expect to move on when his contract expires at the end of 2021. Quote, I'm going to stay and finish my current contract, which, as I said, will keep me here until the end of this year. At that point, I expect to move on, he said on a call with CNN employees, according to the New York Times, which cited CNN staffers who was on the call. Many insiders quickly dismissed the news that Zucker would actually walk away from CNN, where he is known to be hands-on personally, allowed it to drift from a just-the-facts news operation to a hyper-partisan opinion platform, quote, he ain't leaving, a CNN employee casually told Fox News Digital at that time. Months later, Warner Media's looming merge with Discovery, weird, you make a discovery of some fucking journalistic integrity. That'd be shocking. I mean, you need Indiana Jones in that bitch just to get something that rare. But Discovery was announced and Zucker's longtime pal, Discovery CEO Dave Zisluv, was chosen to run the combined venture while Killer would be shown the door. Zucker in the Zisluv run in the same prestigious social circle and reportedly have, quote, sprawling estates in the posh Hampton area of New York. <sighs> They're only about 10 minutes apart from each other. Quote, Zucker may now have to have the chance to work for one of his closest pals in business and in life. A golf buddy. But... A a golf buddy incompetent, who the CNN president once said was, quote, the best friend that anyone could ever want, and I'm lucky that he's mine. The New York Times reported in May, noting that Zucker could stick around while Killer was out of the picture. These just look like two weird dudes. Like, really weird-looking dudes. The Times even referred to Zucker and Zislov's relationship as a bromance. And it would appear the CNN's boss could remain in power despite the network's well-documented struggles. By September, former CNN reporter Dylan Byers quoted three network sources who said that Zucker would stay on the job at least through the completion of the merger with Discovery. Quote, whether Zucker stays beyond then in his current role as chairman of the news and sports or in an uh hold on ow or an elevated role is yet to be determined Byers wrote however 2021 turned out to be a disastrous year for Zucker's scandal plagued ring challenge network none of that was my conjecture that's all shit they just said the network allowed legal analyst Jeffrey Tubin to return after a after a hiatus to recover from his humili- from the humiliation of being caught masturbating on a workplace Zoom call last year. The embarrassing incident resulted in his termination from the New Yorker, but not CNN. 
quote, Cuomo primetime, end quote, namesake Chris Cuomo was fired by Zucker on Saturday after using industry connections to help his brother Andrew Cuomo battle sex misconduct allegations while governor of New York, in addition to another ac- accusation of sexual harassment against CNN host after he apologized for harassing colleagues during his ABC News days in 2005. Zucker shook up long, struggling morning show New Day once again. But it has failed to resonate with viewers. Brooke Baldwin <laughs> left the company and has called CNN has called on CNN to put more women in positions of power. Don Lemon is set to face the man. Oh yeah, here we go. Don Lemon is set to face the man who has accused him of sexually of a sexually charged assault in court early next year. All the public relation debacles have occurred as CNN struggles to remain relevant during the Biden era, as viewers ditch the network in droves. Zucker largely stood by Cuomo before suspending him last week when the documents revealed Cuomo's involvement in his brother's scandal was much larger than previously known. Cuomo was swiftly fired over the weekend following an external review along with prominent attorney informing CNN that she was represented by a woman who accused him of sexual misconduct unrelated to the allegations against his brother. A spokesperson for Cuomo sent a text message to the Wall Street Journal reporters declaring there were no secrets between Zucker and the former Cuomo primetime host, a claim CNN has denied. Quote, the reinforcers Oh, this reinforces why he was terminated for violating our standards and practices as well as his lack of candor. CNN told Fox News Digital. Radio host Vice Galice Congolese? Whatever. Till Zucker is not in the clear just yet. Nothing that Cuomo could be aware of his wait, be aware of his now former boss's skeletons. In fact, he suggested Zucker isn't even calling the shots and his best friend Zlav could already be pulling the strings. Would not surprise me. Quote, One element of the story that I think is super interesting, David Zuslov, who is the CEO of Discovery, was in the meetings last week when they decided to suspend Chris Cuomo. And then, subsequently, you have Time Warner and Discovery in this big merger right now. We saw Brian Skelter... Skelter go on the air and claim that Cuomo might be back within a few weeks. I'm starting to think that Jeff Zucker is being cut out of the conversation. That radio host said on Monday on Tucker Carlson Tonight. Quote, Cuomo got fired on Saturday and Discovery is really concerned about how the government is going to let him handle this merger. And Zucker may be shown the exit pretty soon here, Congolese said. Indeed, Skelter, who is typically in lockstep with Zucker, suggested Cuomo could return to CNN after 
a weeks-long suspension, but a CNN spokesperson later dismissed the report as pure speculation. Yeah, like I said, there was some stuff coming out I, I saw, but I couldn't confirm anywhere else. Uh, that there was talks about bringing Cuomo back after a, a set amount of time goes by. Hard-changing Liberty Media Chairman John Malone, who sits on the Discovery Communications Incorporated Board of Directors and is considered extremely powerful in the industry, recently said he wants CNN to return to its pre-Zucker days of non-partisan journalism. What will this do to the Biden administration? Insiders have now realized that businesses, uh, that business imperviates. Wait. Imperative. I'm retarded. The business's imperative ties to the merger, along with Malone's feedback, may come between longtime buddies Zucker and Zalav. Uh, Right here, we have a quote here. Quote, I would like to see... CNN evolve back to the kind of journalism that it started with and actually have journalists, claimed John Malone, the top shareholder of Discovery, which is poised to take over the network. We have a video right here. I would like to see CNN evolve back to the kind of journalism that it started with and uh, you know, actually have journalists, which would be unique and refreshing. I think uh, a coward's way out would be to sell it <laughs> or spin it off and then sell it, do it. And- Based, moving on. Quote, Malone wants to get CNN to return to its hard news roots and the Jeff Zucker show may be ending after all. The longtime media industry executive said, Fox News Digital asked both Warner Media and Discovery a series of questions, including if there was a, lo- a timeline for a decision on Zucker's fate once the merger is final, and whether this love is already calling the shots. Neither company immediately responded. Mind you, that says responded immediately. They did not respond immediately. Well, folks, that brings us to the end of this episode. I would like to first apologize for that, I don't know, frustrated explosion during that second-to-last article it will be in the description below if you want to read it. I'm, I don't know. I'm probably going to revisit it tomorrow. I'll read the whole thing and just try to detach from it. You know, if you, those who've listened to this show regularly, you know that even on articles that I find riddled with fucking lies and deceit, I'll still muster through them and I'll pull up other articles that that expose the the lies or the fraudulent bullshit in what's being said. Uh, it's just that one, that one was something different. I couldn't really, couldn't really get through it too much. And, and that's a failure on my end, right? That was just such a fresh load of shit that I just, it, it, it was a pain to get through. But I still feel like we covered a lot of ground today. 
I feel like we got a lot of uh, episodes done and caught up. I was kind of surprised. It was like two days where I wasn't able to upload a full my full schedule. Uh, all the news that really broke over the last couple of days, uh, aside from Joe Biden and Vladimir Putin meeting, that has to be its own episode. That has to be its own episode. There's just so much shit there. Plus the whole border of the Ukraine thing. I'm not out of the loop on any of this. I'm just playing catch with myself. Uh, I'm debating on the idea of trying to let's chat my 5 o'clock show. Which is already kind of a rare thing. Into doing like uh, for a short period. Maybe turn that into another Inside Four Walls upload for 8 o'clock. Or for 5 o'clock. <gasps> I'm not sure yet. But between like the internet connection of my end being shitty. The servers on Anchor's end being kind of whack lately. Uh, I'm just, I'm, I'm figuring shit out. Uh, there's been, a, there's just so much happening in the world so quickly. And, you know, this show, when it started in, when it started in late 2019, and maybe would do one or two uploads a week during 2020, up and, like, during lockdown, you know, of course, I, I, I kind of got in the original, like, Two to three or four upload the day thing, but it's a uh, oh, there's a lot to talk about. There's so much going on. I just got kind of lucky with all these news outlets and, and, and news stories alone lining up with the Jesse Smollett case. I was able to, you know, get that earlier article out, and then this article, you know, with CNN and all these other anchors. Going to Biden's little secret meeting and and uh, agreeing to change how they're covering inflation and the failing economy and everything, all that shit just serendipitously lined up with the news that Jeff Zucker might be fucking off. It, you know, I just got lucky and all that lined up. Uh, all these articles I read today, even the one I didn't finish, will still be in the description of this podcast. I'll list nice and neat below. Uh, by the time I got to this one, I already recorded three other segments, so I was already kind of, like, burnt out, you know, these, these, every episode takes about two and a half hours to make, about an hour and a half, two and a half hours tops, depending on what it is, you know, I gotta read a multiple, diff- I gotta read a bunch of different articles, I gotta pick out which article I think is, like, the most credible, uh, and, you know, I gotta do the recording, put them all together, uh, sometimes there's, like, takes I do where I'm like, oh, that whole thing was garbage, and I just cut it, and restart, but yeah, you know, I, I, have, I wonder how Jeff Zucker leaving, and CNN possibly going back to its original origins of just being, like, a, a news outlet with minor left-leaning biases, I feel like that could actually deal a detrimental blow to Joe Biden, potentially, potentially, uh, at bare minimum, I look forward to seeing what it does to people who routinely watch CNN, I imagine it will probably shake them up a little bit, I always thought it'd be funny if Trump just bought CNN, because CNN is, you could, Trump could easily buy CNN if he wanted to, it'd only be like a a couple billion dollar investment, he could probably do that, not even a couple billion, a couple million probably, Shit's really not worth much right now. You could probably turn it and turn it into like the, the the conservative news network to and start competing with Fox. That'd be pretty funny. That would be fucking hilarious. But that's kind of it. 
this is the end of one o'clock upload. There will be a five o'clock upload. It's already recorded and ready to go up at five. It's on the schedule. It's on the docket. Uh, I gotta be up for work here in like four and a half hours. So I will be. I mean, shit. Let's do, uh, let's do what I said the times are. Cause I think I mentioned the time in all three of those episodes. Because I mentioned, like, I started recording the first one at, like, 9 p.m. And here we are. For me, this is, like, the fourth episode I've recorded. And it is 5.20 in the morning. And I gotta be up for work by 9. And be at work by 11. So, I'm gonna wrap it up here. Uh, I love you guys. I'll talk to you later. Thanks for listening to the show.